joyful manifestation is being broadcast live on iHeart, iTunes, and many, many other stations. Hi, this is Sugandhi Ayer for the Joyful Manifestation Show, the High Vibration Show. Welcome back. Vibrations, the higher they are, the better. It just means that the energy is lighter and not dark, dense, heavy. Have you noticed how sometimes it seems as if it's heavy, the atmosphere is heavy, and it's not just rain starting, but it's just something in the air and animals can sense when there's something in the air. They have a very, very strong sense of survival and they get alert, they know something's off or something nice is going to happen, something. It's some kind of a sixth sense, whatever sense it is. Well, humans have that ability too. And if you can sense that something's not okay in the air, call back joyful manifestation energy. You have the ability to invoke joyful manifestation energy. Anytime. Anytime. All you need to know is what's happening in the space around you. What's in the atmosphere? I'm not saying go crazy and keep sensing the atmosphere and get all hyper about it. But just in case you feel heavy. Let me put it this way. In case you feel heavy and you don't know where it's coming from. If there is a cause, then you know there is a cause and then you can go ahead and solve it. But even if there is a cause or no cause, if you are feeling heavy and you want to change it, call for the joyful manifestation energy. It will come to you. Clear your blocks, whatever it is. There is no reason anyone needs to be sitting in heavy energy when they could have fantastic, wonderful beautiful, silky energy. I spoke about the jacuzzi in one of my previous shows and it's about being in the jacuzzi and relaxing and feeling good and knowing that everything is fine with the world and the atmosphere is good and feeling all silky and wonderful. So calling for the right energy is very important. Changing it from the heavy energy. Don't go... Don't go from heavy energy to even more heavy energy and then even more and then wait for something bad to happen, like a big fight with someone. How do you think fights happen other than personality issues? But there is something in the atmosphere, right? There's like a heaviness and you know something's off, etc. Maybe it's people's personalities, whatever it is. But it's very much in your power to change that and to invoke joyful manifestation energy do something pleasant go for a walk listen to some music not not music that's going to actually increase the anger and passion and by passion i mean there's a bad kind of passion then there's a good kind of passion 
you know, people who make wars, etc. in the world, even they are passionate about their causes. So there is good passion and there is bad passion. So listening to music that brings out the creativity in you in a very light spring kind of a way. You know, when flowers start to bloom and they come out and leaves come out and everything is blossoming and birds are chirping. I mean that kind of a passion, that kind of a energy, that kind of music that brings this forth and it's not about some kind of a heavy message and, oh, go destroy the world kind of a message. I'm angry with the world. Um, you know, the songs, right? So you want to listen to something good, something that brings your energy up and makes you connected with joy and joyful manifestation vibrations and brings pleasantness and harmony and brings passion in a nice creative way. Even an artist who wants to paint has passion in him. He's not trying to destroy the world or trying to spread messages which are of hatred and violence and anger, but he's trying to spread beauty. Maybe he's painting the scenery, there are trees and flowers and birds and lakes and hills and pretty things in it. There's so much beauty in the world, so much beautiful music that you can listen to, that anybody could listen to, and bring this up inside so that joyful manifestation energy is invoked and the heavy energy changes to light and pleasant energy. Like I said, animals know, they can sense. So as a person, the ability to sense one's atmosphere and take suitable actions to change that is very much within one's power and control. Joyful manifestation. Karma. Karma is... It's basically action and consequences, actions and reactions. And what happens if somebody does something or does not do something and then it has consequences. Not doing something also has consequences. Doing something also has consequences. So one has to calculate the consequences before not doing something or doing something. For example... Let's say somebody's waiting for your phone call and it's important, but you haven't called that person. Then there are going to be consequences from not doing some action. And then karma is created. So basically, karma means work and the consequences that are derived from either doing that work or not doing that work. And where the law of attraction is concerned, the attraction factor that somebody has because of their vibrational, their vibrations, high or low, is going to cause certain things to happen in the universe. The universe is going to return things back to that person depending on the person's vibrations. Just like if somebody went to a ATM machine puts in the card, puts in the PIN code, going to get money depending on the amount that he enters, depending on the deposit in the bank, how much money is there in the bank, or goes to the vending machine, punches A16 and gets the item contained there. 
the universe returns things back to a person depending on what the person is thinking, feeling, projecting, where emotions are concerned, and the belief system that a person has is basically like the motor, the engine running behind a person's thoughts. So a person's belief systems are going to create and bring forth thoughts, which then result in actions or inactions and karma is created. The whole thing is connected. Law of attraction and karma, like everything is connected. And if you study this, life itself can be so much more pleasant because then one becomes the creator. One becomes the creator of one situation and not the sufferer and bearer of a situation. People are either enjoying or suffering things that happen to them. So instead of being subject to that and being the victim, kind of a victim, why not become the creator? So in case of victimhood, there are things happening to a person, good or bad. And then in case of creation and creator, things are being projected outwards from this person. And what he projects, what she projects. But fictitious Jane haven't brought her in today. Okay, hi there, fictitious Jane. What fictitious Jane projects is what is going to happen to her because her energy being is beeping things out. Radio stations are beeping things out. And then what do people do? They dial into a particular radio station and they get whatever is behind that channel, whatever is being broadcast on the channel. So tuning into the right channel, also projecting whatever you need to project outside so that outwards, so that the universe returns what you're projecting back. The universe is not going to sit and sort through this information. So let's say fictitious Jane is projecting things outwards and there's a lot of stuff that she's projecting. And everybody is projecting. Everyone is projecting. So let's say fictitious Jane is projecting stuff. The universe is going to receive and return immediately. It is not going to, I mean, the timing, of course, depends on situations, but it is not going to sort through it and filter it and clear things out that fictitious Jane should not have projected in the first place. Universe doesn't have so much time. It's too busy returning. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to a vending machine and you, you punch A16. Vending machine is not going to decide for you. <laughs> oh my god. She's she's punching potato chips. Not good for her. Let's give her a bag of seaweed or kale chips instead. <laughs> it's going to return whatever's there on A16. <laughs> so the same way. The universe is not going to sort through any kind of information. It's just going to keep returning back whatever is being projected. And then when it returns back, that's when victimhood starts. One becomes a victim or enjoyer of whatever is returned and falls on top of a person. And then Victoria Jane rises up and like, what, what happened? What just happened? Is this what I asked for? 
Yes, fictitious Jane, you did ask for it. Either on a conscious level or a subconscious level, you're asking. There's a lot of asking going on. Ask and you shall receive, right? Isn't that the book? Something like that. Abraham Hicks. Fantastic. Fantastic book. There is a asking and asking. Okay. There is asking going on. And then somebody, Patricia's Jane, is receiving what she's asked for. The only thing is that Patricia's Jane doesn't understand. She must have asked for handsome, handsome, handsome Robert. And she gets somebody who's not so nice and not so handsome back. And it's not Robert. It's somebody else following her. Stalking. Following. Fictitious Jane, please be my love. Fictitious Jane's like, I didn't ask for you. What happened? I asked for Robert. Robert's not there anywhere. Well, Fictitious Jane, what were you projecting? Were you projecting that Robert doesn't like you? Robert doesn't love you? Etc. It depends on what someone is projecting. You take that to money and depends on what someone is projecting towards the universe. The law of karma, the law of attraction, action and consequences. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. All of these things are all connected. I hope I didn't make a mistake. <laughs> so anyway, we are stepping into money manifestation now, work and career. We listen to some music, a couple of minutes of music, and come back soon. So hold on tight.
this is Sugandhi Ayer for the Joyful Manifestation Show, the High Vibration Show. Welcome back. We're into money manifestation now, work and career. Affirmations help. Affirmations are an energy statement. Energy statements made to the universe about your current situation your situation as it is so it's a declaration you know how they declare this and they declare that but this is your own declaration of where you are and what's happening to you and maybe what you think is going to happen to you so that's going into the future but it's still a declaration from the space of knowing something. You're affirming it. It's a positive thing. Okay, so, you know the joke. I'm positive it's not going to happen. <laughs> that's, that's also a declaration, but it's, it's a, it's an affirmation, but it's a negative way of doing this. It's a negative affirmation. You want to talk about affirmations in a very positive way, about things that you know are going to happen. Think about it. If God is within you, then if you are God and God is within you, then what you say must happen. They say, right, that God spoke the world into existence, the universe into existence, so why not take a leaf? Why not take a page out of his book and start practicing? Start practicing. Check it out. Try to make some statements and see if they work. Be confident about that because you're making a statement. Frame your statement properly. Okay, I can make affirmations left, right, and center. I'm, I'm pretty good at that. I can think affirmations into existence and I can just make it. But if you want to be careful with your words, sit down and write the words down. And run it through your mind. How does it feel to you? Do you feel that the words make sense? Do you think that they are a proper statement of where you are, what's happening, what you want to affirm is happening? And then what you want to affirm will happen? What you expect will happen? That's the word of God that's within you. You want to say it, you want to speak it. You want to make it happen. You want to make it true. That's how much power has been wasted in us. So much power if you think about it. And everybody's searching for answers under all kinds of rocks, bushes and trees. But it's right within you. 
your ability to make something happen is within you. You speak things into existence. You say it, you state it, you affirm it. And you feel what you're saying is true. I think I said in another show that if you don't believe in your affirmations right now, for example, fictitious Jane could be thinking, Robert loves me. And she, she starts to affirm that, but she doesn't believe it. She could say, Robert can love me. She puts it out as a possibility. And for her, that may be more true. At least it's better than saying Robert does not love me and will never love me. Correct? Saying that Robert can love me is a vast improvement on Robert does not love me and can never love me. Feel your affirmation. How do you feel when you say it? What is the closest affirmation that you can reach for while making it? And you can sit down and frame your affirmations. Write them down. Check out the words that you're using. Very important. So many clients use all kinds of words. And they have no idea that they have power within them. And they are stating what's going to happen to them. What is happening to them. And what's going to happen to them. And where money is concerned. What is everyone stating about their money situation? What is going on? What words are being thrown into space? What are the beliefs behind these words? You know, I've said before, if somebody is in a country and feel as if the country is not going to give them that much, money-wise, they can go to another country. They can immigrate. You see Mexicans, they're always immigrating. You see Indians immigrating. You see Chinese immigrating. You see a lot of cultures immigrating and they, and they go towards what they think is a brighter future. So going towards what you think is a brighter future, some people go to the Gulf. There's good money there. People do that. And making money something important, making money important is so important. Making money important is so important. Money likes to be appreciated. It's an energy. It wants you to love it. Money is like, love me, love me. And I want to be with you. I want to stay with you forever. So loving money is is important and giving it that importance and going after it, seeking it, going for money and saying, look, I want money. I'm going towards it. I'm seeking it. I'm going to make it a very important priority. I'm going to make it a priority. It's going to be number one in my list. Of course, people do make sure that the rest of the stuff is going well. The family's fine. Everybody's fine. And then they venture forth. 
correct? They either go alone or they take their family with them and they discover new shores, new adventures, new ways of life. They collect money, put it into their bank, send money home, buy a couple of houses back home. Ask an Indian. Indians know how to do this very well. We're so good at that. <laughs> Immigrating, going towards, and then sending the money home, buying some houses. And then the real estate in India goes high really quickly. So people are becoming rich. So making money a priority and going towards it and seeing what one can do to take every cent and put it into the bank and see the bank explode with money. So there is this positive feeling towards money instead of who needs money? I don't care about money. Money never makes people happy. Who's been happy with money anyway? Don't you see how families break apart, how marriages break apart because of money? Don't you see how there are wars in the world? It's all because of possession and ownership and countries trying to own each other and everybody wants to be rich and conquering this and conquering that and see how that country did this and this country did this. It has nothing to do with fictitious change. She has to think of herself. She writes her story. She can handle money well. She can decide to handle money well and she can decide to be that person who can handle money and at the same time handle other life areas equally well. Not sacrificing one for the other or if sacrificing, then you're sacrificing it for a short time and then you're bouncing back to other things. So it depends on a person's skill. It's not money that's evil. It's all a person's skill about like, what is it that that person manages well? What does the person keep as a priority? And then from that, realizing your power to manifest money and doing it in a nice way, starting a business, making ways for money to come in. The vibrations of money are so strong. Money is like a crazy lover. It's almost like a stalker, actually. If it falls in love with you, it's going to stick to you. And it's going to come after you. Take me, take me. I'm yours. Look at me. I'm so good looking. <laughs> I'm green. <laughs> and if you go to Canada, money is different colors. So pretty. So every country has their currency and it can be very, very pretty to look at. And money can be like a crazed lover. Take me, take me. I'm yours. And all you have to do is open your arms and receive money. So. Are you a money lover? Can we create a few money lovers today? Who's willing to become a money lover? And be open to state it. You know, I like money. Money is my best friend. I'm going to make a lot of money. And then take all of these money vibrations and put it into your aura. Fill yourself up with it. After all, when somebody goes to sleep at night, they want their bed to be nice and comfortable, correct? Everybody's looking for the best bed. Oh, this is this and oh, that is that and memory foam and blah, blah, blah. And this bed adjusts to my body and shape and look at it. It's raising its head and it's raising its toe. 
raising its middle. So everybody wants a good bed to sleep on, good pillows, good comforters, good this, good that. Then money, blanket. What about a solid money blanket? Putting it into your aura, stuffing your aura with it and making sure that your aura starts generating money by itself. Because once that money is in your aura, it's like an automated machine. It's going to keep generating by itself. You don't need to give as much attention as you initially had to give. It becomes like a money manifesting machine. Your aura is now a money manifesting machine. That's why they say rich people get richer and the poor people get poorer. This is not about discrimination and stuff like that. This is all law of attraction. It's not about rich people trying to rob the poor and poor people getting used and all that stuff. I mean, I'm sure everybody's reality. We don't want to go into different realities right now, but basically saying that money is like a crazy lover, a crazed lover who's going to go, which is going to go, who is going to go. Okay. Who's going to go because it's a crazed lover, right? So who's going to go after the person who has thick, huge amounts of money in his aura, whose mind is filled with it, whose cells are filled with it. And that's how rich people get richer and poor people get poorer. Because of the initial existence of money being in a depleted state. And some people having a bunch of it and some people having negligible amounts, some people having none. And poor money doesn't know what to do. Well, it knows what to do. It's <laughs> going after the person who has a lot of money, energy already inside their aura. And not allowing blocks to come. Looking at the blocks in a very clinical manner, sorting them out, taking it out, all the obstacles. Who are the people? Who are the people that are going to help you? Who are the people that are going to stop you? You want to look at that, of course, and go towards the people who are going to help you with money and who have the money to bring more into your life. We are stepping into soulmate manifestation now, love and sex. We'll take a couple of minutes break, listen to some music and come back soon. So hold on tight. I'm a lady. Joyful manifestation.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, this is Sugandhi Iyer for the Joyful Manifestation Show, the High Vibration Show. Welcome back. We are into soulmate manifestation, love and sex. I was listening to the song Kiss Me by Sixpence. And she says, kiss me out of the bearded barley, nightly beside the green, green grass. Swing, swing, swing the spinning step. You wear those shoes and I will wear that dress. Oh, kiss me beneath the milky twilight. Lead me out on the moonlit floor. Lift your open hand, strike up the band. And make the fireflies dance, silver moon sparkling, so kiss me. Such a sweet song to listen to. It brings one into that place where one imagines what it would be like to be kissed by the person that one likes. The first kiss. The first kiss. This is not... This is not just sex. Not that sex is bad. <laughs> sex is great, but kiss me. It's that feeling that one has. One wants to be kissed for the first time by one's crush. The person that one likes. And then start to imagine where it can be. What are the possibilities? What are the surroundings like? Paint a picture in your mind. Fantasize. Imagine you have this brush and this palette of colors and this white canvas board and you can create whatever you want. What are the colors that you're going to use for this kiss? Where is it going to be? Who is it going to be? What does he look like? What is his face like? What is his hair like? What are his lips like? Do you want to kiss them? Wanting the person, desiring the person, enjoying the thought of the person in your mind is so important because that's when magic is created. Imagination flies Colors come out. Wonderful pictures are created. Masterpieces, actually. It can't be, oh my God, he's not kissing me. He's never going to kiss me. Oh, he hates me. He probably thinks I'm ugly. No, that doesn't work. It's just going to create all of this drama. But getting to that place where you're like, oh my God, look at him. I wish you would just kiss me already. Kiss me. Like the song says, it's very sweet. It's melodious. It's, it's beautiful to just listen to that. And you can actually use this song as a manifestation tool and sit in some place quietly listening to that song. Think of that person and how it's going to be when he first kisses you. Do you like his lips? Are they pretty? Okay, pretty... From our point of view, not really pretty, pretty for a guy, but pretty for us. Is this nice? 
do I like his skin? Do I like his eyes? Do I like his hair? Do do I feel that I could enjoy his skin when I touch him? And from that place, there's so much magic created. When I have clients who are in that place, it's a certain space that I take them to. And they get out of all of that frustration and the not happening and all of the negativity. And just imagine when we spoke in section one, I think, correct, about projecting. So I take them from that and I bring them to this place and even better, actually. So for each client, it depends on that client and creating from that place. So when someone reaches that place, they are flowing. They're in that place of loving and they're in the place of appreciating, of enjoying. You cannot listen to some beautiful classical music and be frustrated and angry and think of revenge. Oh, I'm going to do this to him if he does this to me. Oh, I'm going to make sure he suffers. Oh, that's not how a first kiss is received or welcomed. Or subsequent kisses. You want it to be romantic. You want it to be flowing and fun and colors, beautiful lilacs and pinks, light greens and light blues. And enjoying that moment when one thinks of one's loved one. Maybe people are not yet fully in love, but the first kiss can happen still. It's a certain mood that's created. And then there is a mood where you want sex and it's a burning passion. One can be in a more hungry mood at that point, you know, hungry for someone. It's a different mood. Different moods can be created for different things. And knowing how to create that mood. There was this client and she was always wanting this person in a very crazed, passionate way. Their relationship burned. And that's when she reached me, actually, when I started working with her. It cannot take so much crazed passion all the time. There has to be different flavors to love. And he told her, you're crazy. You're a sex addict. He basically insulted her and she felt used because, oh my God, here I am giving myself to this guy doing whatever he wants and this is what he's telling me. Men are selective. They know what they want. Maybe not always in their conscious mind, but somewhere inside they know, okay, this is what I want. This is not what I want. And they are also choosing. You know, men are not stupid. They are choosing what they want all the time. They're sorting through information. They're seeing what they like. And they are choosing what they want. They're constantly making choices. And even if they make a few bad choices, they ultimately come back on the road, on the path of what they really, really want. They sort through all of this information and they feel their way through things. They're using their brain and they're using their feeling. They're using like a whole combination of 
<laughs> things there's a lot happening over there and then they're okay okay so creating the mood for love is very important there's this person let's call her miss x she fell in love or thought she was in love with somebody in prison i deal with all kinds of situations so she falls for this guy in prison she's hoping he's going to commit to her while in prison or show her something that he comes to her when he comes out of prison but one can see she has so much anger in her against him he's like this he's like this he's like this he's like this it's hard to get a commitment out of somebody if you're busy thinking bad things about that person and if there's so much back and forth of messages going back and forth anger all of this first of all the person is in prison so it's going to be really hard the situation itself is not a great situation because a person why did he go to prison what are the things that he's dealing with what is his mindset does he have the ability to rest peacefully in a jacuzzi and be happy in silky water does he have the ability to fly in air does he have all of this in in him to paint a pretty picture be an artist what is it that put him in prison what is he going through what is his personality like what is his mindset like it's not that you have to give up on that person but then when you're working with a special situation it's best to bring in all the soulmate manifestation methods and follow joyful manifestation principles but then trying to win him and get a commitment out of him by not following any methods that's going to be a very very tough situation and as a result miss x completely is completely frustrated she literally wants to bang her head on the wall sometimes she wants to give up and sometimes she wants to pursue this person following joyful manifestation steps in any situation is going to help however the situation is it's very very important that people know that relationship rules as stated currently can apply to a certain extent but there is so much behind this that following the soulmate manifestation methods are going to get results because as i said one is one's own creator so it's not that miss x is working only on this person in jail but she has a love karma going for her that brought her to the situation a tough situation what are her past relationships like what were the kind of men that she was attracted to fatal attraction you've heard of that 
what is this attraction factor that she has? What is it that makes someone go after the wrong person again and again? And if one does go after the wrong person, what is it that prevents this person from making it into the right situation? So knowing one's love karma is very important. When you are working on a soulmate, you are actually working on your personal love karma. Fictitious Jane is working on her love karma. She is going to be creating her story, not this life, many, many lives. And what she's going through in this life, who knows what past lives were there. Abandonment, loss, tortured mind, cheating. And their patterns are created. This energy keeps coming back from the past to haunt people. Whether one believes in past lives or not, I'm not trying to sell past lives because honestly, how can you really, 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 how can I prove it on this show? Correct? But if you just think of it as one's own past, and if any possibility of past lives, then there is a lot of energy that one has to sort through to decide what one's love karma is. People meet and they think that they know each other from a very, very long time. Like they are bound, bonded. And they need to know this person. Like, who is this person to me? Did I know her in a past life? Did she know me? And what did we do? Were we married? What happened? And what can I work on now to make it happen? There are people who who have been very good to each other in past lives. And then they feel that this person is going to be good to me. And then they just hit it off in the sense that, I mean, hit it off after they decide to make it happen, correct? It's because there's something where they're on the same plane, mental, spiritual, emotional, all of these planes. There's something about each other and they just want to be with each other and they feel that they could make magic happen. Coming across this person and then not using soulmate manifestation methods, but using one's own knowledge of how relationships are supposed to be. And then when results don't come through and there is failure all around to decide that, oh, I met the person that I love, that I like, that I could love. But it's not working. And then walk away from it. Or allow that person to walk away and destroy it. Because, you know, people do sabotage things sub subconsciously. There is sabotage going on on many, many levels. Everybody's busy sabotaging situations. Oh my God. So much. Example, Miss C thought that this guy was cheating on her and that he wanted his ex. She just thought about it. It just came to her like, oh, oh, I think he likes his ex still and I don't think he really likes me a lot. So she started to complain and pick up fight with her guy. He was dating her for a few months 
she decides to bring this topic out, discuss it in the open, and doesn't have the skill to discuss it in a way that one gets proper answers, irritates him so much. And the next thing, they have this big fight. And the guy actually goes back to his ex. She just fulfilled her own self-defeating prophecy. Isn't that what they say? Self-defeating prophecy. She just fulfilled it. She's like, what happened? What just happened? And then that's when she came to me. And I helped to see all the perspectives. I cleared the stuff out. I coach her. Change things around. Her thoughts were that she did not deserve love, that she was not worthy of love, and that someone couldn't love her enough to be with her and would prefer his ex over her. And nothing really had happened. It's just that she felt strange. And then she calls it her gut feeling. And you know how people say, follow your gut feeling? Your gut, your gut is never wrong. How do you know what's wrong and what's right? You have to sort through information. That's why God gave intellect. Intellect is there to process information, to sort it out. Not that I had a gut feeling. I knew he was cheating on me. Um, Banging my fist against one hand. I knew he was cheating on me. I just knew it. It was my gut feeling. And I told him, I gave him good. Your gut feeling. And he was not cheating at all. He was lost in his own world, doing his own thing. Actually focusing on his business. Doing something productive. And when that man gets focused on his business, that's all he can think about. He thinks of his business. It's like a one-track mind. And she thought he was cheating. And she thought she's following her gut feeling, but did not actually sort through information properly. And there is a lot of sabotage happening on various, various levels. Soulmate manifestation methods, using them can bring you very, very good outcomes. You can read my book, Joyful Manifestation. It's available on Amazon and some other online retailers. Or contact me for further coaching. Love is so important and you want to get into that place where you are sitting happily and imagining what's going to happen in a very happy way. You want to be there so that it can happen. Remember the universe returns whatever you project. The universe knows. It knows what it's doing. And you want to be able to see, kiss me, kiss me, and imagine him doing exactly that. We are at the end of our show. We will come back after a couple of weeks, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Until then, continue joyfully manifesting. Remember, the higher the vibrations, the better the feeling, the better the outcomes. Have a wonderful rest of the day.
Joyful Manifestation Show is now broadcasting live on over a hundred digital stations. These stations include 24 foreign stations in over 13 countries and social media websites which include Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. You can hear us live on iTunes, Spreaker, LA Radio FM, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, AHA Radio, and more. And you can always catch the podcast for the Joyful Manifestation Show on iHeartRadio, among others. Joyful Manifestation Show is heard all over the world. We'll take you where you want to go.